it's really just perspective. And I feel like if you can like flip that perspective, that's really what helps you because to that point, it's just like, if you can believe it, you can achieve it and it's possible. But if you don't believe that you can do it, never going to happen. Welcome to the unrelenting pressure podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Hunter. It's that big old beard you got. It's just my cheeks. Jesus. Just makes your face look thicker. Swollen. <laughs> you, you've been getting like a jaw pump. Making your cheeks extra small. Yeah, right. I was, th- I was thinking about doing the. Uh, you seen those like jaws or size like the ball things yep. that you want? I have one now. I've had it for a little bit. I'm like, <laughs> I want to. Huberman thinks that they're he he supports them. He says that they're legit. So I don't know. I, I remember reading stuff. something, and some people were talking about like your jawline is completely influenced by like your ability to push your tongue forward or something. Oh, so like you can have an unmasculine jawline if you don't have like good control and like a strong tongue or something like that. I don't know the specifics, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Like people can't push their tongue like against the back of their teeth really hard or something. It's something I haven't heard like the strength of the tongue, but I've heard like positioning of it. Like if you have a tongue that's, you know, if you're sitting resting and your tongue sits down you know just like the bottom of your mouth that's not good like it should it should rest at like the top of your mouth or something i I, I don't i know that they they were talking about positioning of your tongue now you're thinking (laughs) you're making me think about my tongue position right now yeah is it up or down (laughs) it's like an optimal things right it's like how often do you blink and then like the moment you think about it you're like well now i have to tell myself to blink that i'm not just blinking oh this is a funny conversation to get into so I've been spending a lot of time, like, because Huberman talks about it too, but like breathing, right? And most things in your autonomic nervous system, like you can't think about, you just digest food, right? And your body naturally just pumps blood. The heart just pumps. You don't Mm -hmm. have to think about it. It just does it. It's out of, it's out of your control. But breathing is one of the few ones where you don't think about it and you can do it, but Mm -hmm. you can also control your breathing and hold your breath, which is like one of the few, like, uh, autonomic like functions that you also can have control over mm. so it's a really interesting way to like break into that flight or flight system and like yeah. calm your nervous system down because you can tap into that like parasympathetic nervous system and that autonomic nervous system and like calm yourself down through your breathing and i think he also talks about how like when you like breathe in really quick it makes your heart beat faster but as you slowly exhale and push all your air out it expands that like uh, your body cavity and elongates your heart which makes it beat slower so he was just like if you want to like calm down your heart rate he's like take don't take deep breaths but take like slow controlled breaths and then really slow controlled exhales and yeah if you can breathe all the way out and hold it exhaled that'll like really slow down your heart rate which i've definitely done before that's part of my training when i'm doing like cardio on the stairmaster sure i really try to focus on like deep breath and then breathe out slow and hold it I mean, that makes yeah. sense. I haven't heard, though, that it, like, elongates your heart before. That, yeah, he was saying, like, it, like, as you, like, push out that air, it, like, increases yeah. your body cavity. And, like, yeah. I, huh. I, I don't know. I would have thought that, it, like, it. it would do the opposite. Like, because if you're, you know, if I think about it when you're breathing in. Like your you lungs like expand and it pushes your heart. Because oh, when I you guess breathe that's out, true. Yeah, your yeah, lungs contract true. and it gives more room for your heart to expand. Mm, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I was thinking about just like your rib cage expanding, but it's it's reacting to your lungs expanding. So that's just yeah. like more space. Ah. 
yeah, That's yeah. which was interesting. But yeah, th- there's a lot of people that talk about like breath work. And I don't know if you've heard of box breathing. No. Like, so box breathing is whatever you do, like four, 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 four. So it's four second in- inhale, four yeah. second hold, four second exhale, four second hold. Okay. And you just keep doing it. But yeah, like really becoming aware and focusing on your breathing can it like just completely relaxes you. And that's why like, I feel like a, a lot of meditation is that is like, you're not focusing externally, you're focusing internally. Mm. Yeah, just really. And honestly, it, you could record it if you want to, too. It like super, like really drops your uh, heart rate, think, yeah. which is super interesting. I mean, I've always felt that, right? And you remember Taylor, or I don't know if you know that or not, not about Taylor, but he always, he had this like, um, uh, his heart condition where he would go into like heart racing. You ever yep. heard that about him before? Um, yep. So like, and like the way he could try to break it was was breathing basically you know breathing exercise you know taking deep breath and for him it was just like bearing down you know just mm-hmm. like i don't know i guess like like flexing i guess or something of it just like but bearing down in it but uh but yeah it's pretty interesting that breathing can affect you physically so much right and be you're to your point it happens automatically and then in fight or flight scenarios or whatever it is your breathing reacts to that automatically too but you can inverse that right instead of it being reactive right your body your breathing being reactive to your emotional state or such you could drive emotional state by your breathing yeah i think that's also a conversation that i was having with my buddy at the gym too because it's just like you can it goes both ways and i feel like a lot of people have been talking about it recently where it's just like your mental state can influence your physical state right if you're happy and you're in a good mood you smile right, right. yeah but if you want to get in a good mood, but you just can't figure out a way, one way that you can influence it is to smile. Yeah. And then you'll start to realize that you kind of get put in a good mood because they're like really tied together, right? One influences the other, but it also works in reverse as well. Mm. So, which is funny because a lot of times when I'm driving to the gym in the morning, which sounds stupid, but I mean, it's like, it almost comes down to, would you rather try it? <laughs> and then like, if it works, cool. But if it doesn't work, it's just like, well, you didn't lose anything. So like when I'm driving to the gym in the morning, I'll just mm-hmm. smile and go like, today's going to be an awesome day. We're going to fucking <laughs> nice. crush it. Yeah. Right. And then like, sometimes you're just like, yeah, I w- why was I even in that funk? Like, I feel fine. Let's fucking go. Right. Yeah. And then other days it's just like, let's try to make it happen. I, I've heard this when I played football too, but I also, Ooh. I've been trying to do it more consciously because it's like energy is contagious. Sure. So it's just like, if you kind of put out that negative energy into the world, people react to it. But it's just like, if you're like, today's going to be fucking awesome. Let's fucking go. And you say that to your team, they're just like, oh, thanks. Today's going to be an awesome day. And then it's almost like anchoring them. And anything that actually is slightly good, like confirms like, yeah, today's going to be an awesome day. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like a weird, like mental trick that you can do. Yeah. Definitely works I, out. It's like an affirmation too, right? Yep. Like you say like affirmations in the mirror, right? it, it probably affects, they're probably, works in a similar type of way right psyching yourself up in the mirror if you reiterate positive thoughts makes me think about plants for some reason you know like when they say about if they play if you do like if you send off negative vibes to plants they don't grow as well as if you send positive vibes to plants i've heard of that before yeah yeah. it's always seemed like hippie bullshit to me but then like mythbusters does it or like you'll see like a study on it and it actually works Makes me like question all of existence. <laughs> like, why? That, wow. Why should that do anything? Like, that shouldn't do anything at all. And yeah. 
Well, maybe we're more connected than we even realize. I know. It makes me question everything. Exactly that. Maybe the reality that you perceive isn't the true uh, reality. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been trying to play around with like some of those mind games and just trying to like leverage them because it's like you only know what you know, and the only way that you get to prove you could prove either that what you're doing is working or you could prove that what you're doing isn't working. Right. And it's like the only way that you're ever going to figure that out is to try it. So just fucking try it. Right. Does yeah. that make sense? No, I know that was like very sense, general, but <laughs> well, it just made me think, um, I feel you're, uh, you're in moments a lot of times where you can't prove anything either way. Right. So to your earlier point, right. About like unrelenting pressure, right. And just keep on doing, even if there's no, immediate result or delayed gratification as you know working towards really delayed gratification and so on you can't really know sometimes whether or not it is working right so what do you do in that scenario right do you lean on the faith that it will work right um and then just you know just wait until you are at a point of inflection or a point where you can test it to see if it is working or not Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's tricky because it's like, what what's the alternative, right? Be pessimistic. Quit, and it's right? like, if, it's, if it's pessimistic, you're never going to get anything done. But if you're optimistic and you have an optimistic perspective, I think that you're going to be more likely to at least attempt to do it, right? Because if you don't believe that it's even possible, you're not even going to try. But if you believe that even if there's a sliver of chance that it could happen, like right. you'll at least try and you'll at least learn along the way and figure it out. Whereas if you're pessimistic and you don't even try, like, yeah, nothing's going to fucking happen. Right. Um, I also feel like it's like, it, it's really just perspective. And I feel like if you can like flip that perspective, that's really what helps you because to that point, it's just like, if you can believe it, you can achieve it and it's possible. But if you don't believe that you can do it, never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of anime make me you, you, whenever you like posting i always like grab something from my like relevant life they're like my recent life that it connects to and then i go on a, a rabbit hole of it but wait, wait wait my quotes that i send you yeah oh those yeah those, no. yeah 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 for sure but right yeah. now it's just more so like if you said like if you can believe it that's like a naruto thing you know naruto's like always goes like believe it <laughs> like over and over again but it, it's kind of cool i've seen like clips of people comparing the themes amongst anime, like the lesson that you're supposed to learn, right? Yeah. So like Naruto's, um, you know, believe in yourself, right, type of deal. Then like Dragon Ball Z's, like push past your limits, right? Like yep. you can always keep on doing that. Um, and then there's like a funny bit where it looks at One Piece, and it's like One Piece, the government is bullshit, you know, go into piracy type of deal. But uh but like, the, <laughs> you know, the lessons learned of like, believe it and, you know, push past your limits aspect of it. That's pretty relevant to how we are trying to look at things, right? Keep on yeah. grinding, keep on trying to work past what we think our limits are right now. Yeah, well, I feel like that's the problem. And that was my problem for a really long time. It's like, I put self-limiting limitations on myself because yeah. it's just like, if you don't think you can do it, it's like, why fucking bother? And that's why yeah. I really like, I like the subtle art there. of not giving a fuck by mark manson because it's yeah, like that one yeah yeah well for me yeah. it, like it was just i had a 
problem for a really long fucking time where I didn't give a shit about anything. Mm. And I was just like, you know, go and do this. And it's like, I don't fucking care. Like, why, mm. how is it going to help me? Like, why even bother with it? Right. And he kind of flips it on his head because it's like, yeah, why do you give a fuck? Like, just try as hard as you can. Who cares? Who cares what other people think? Right. Right. Like, uh, someone's going to tell you no. Like, who cares if they tell you no? Like, ask for a $150 million raise from your boss. Like, what are they going to say? No. Who cares? Fuck right. it. Just fucking ask them. What if they say, and here's the, th it's like, what if they say yes? Yeah. Right. You never will find out if you just always like don't go into action and do something. So it flips it on its head. And it's like, just fuck it. Try everything. Say yes to everything. What's the worst that can happen? Right. Mm. I just think it, it was for me, it was like, like, uh, like mind breaking because I was really stuck in a rut for so long because to that point, like I just always was just like, nah, it's stupid. And I was stuck in the fixed mindset, right. Yeah. Where it's just like, it, I, it, I don't want to try to do it because it's going to make me look like a failure instead sure. of going, nah, fuck it. I have more to lose by not trying to do it than by not doing anything. Huh. That's interesting to hear you say that too, you know, cause I didn't really know you well when you were, had that mindset. You know what I mean? So it's very surprising for me to hear you say that you were like that. And I know you've been working on yourself and, you know, reading and development for, you know, a couple of years. Um, so obviously there'd be progress there, but, uh, but it's hard to picture you like that. You know, you, you're the, I can assure you of working towards something and doing something just because, um, you know what I mean? Doing it anyway type of deal. So it's, it's interesting. It's only because for the longest time, I was literally the laziest piece of shit, and I couldn't get myself to do anything. But you've like and... worked out still, though, right? Like, you've been working out for, like, 10 years. That's, like, not lazy, right? Well, so here, here's where I made the biggest transition for me personally, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, but, like, in the gym, I was fine. I would go in and work really hard, mm -hmm. but in my personal and professional life, like, I literally couldn't fucking do anything huh. until I made the click that it's just, like, I can go into the gym and force myself to squat, deadlift, run, and like push myself to limits. And I'm just like, the, my personal life's the same exact thing. Like, you can apply those rules and lessons exactly the same to your personal and professional life, right? Mm. Like, just show up every single day, do just a little bit more than you did the day before, set goals and try and work really hard towards them. And like, as soon as I made that click that, like, oh my God, my professional life is the same exact thing as my fucking personal life, it all clicked. And I'm like, I should have just been doing this all along, but it took me huh. like 15 years to figure out that they're exactly the same. And that's why I'm really big on, like, I love gym analogies and the life yeah. lessons that come from it because yeah, yeah. they just make so much fucking sense, right? If you can push and I try to put everything into like a perspective, you know, I love perspective, <laughs> but it's like, you know, if I can train myself to go and run five miles at seven minute pace, or let's even go more ambitious, six minute pace, uh -huh. like fucking doing any like if i need to send 10 e emails out at work which people will drag their feet on and i know i do sometimes it's just like that's not fucking hard send, typing up 10 emails is not hard yeah. running five miles at six minute pace is really fucking hard right so it's just like when you put in that perspective it's just like oh yeah i don't give a shit let me just do this real quick right sure. and i feel like anything that you do in the professional life it's like what are the what are the circumstances that could come from it and it's just like if i don't do this thing on time and this is a really good one that I feel like Jocko talks about. It's just like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Is anyone going to die? Is anyone going to be seriously harmed? Right. It's okay. It's oh fucking K. Just you keep chipping at it. And I feel yeah. like that's what's really helped me is like changing my perspective of how I look at things, which sure. also I feel like we're hitting like all the home runs right now. It goes to my huge dive into philosophy, which is 
you can you can choose how you perceive and react to something, right? Like that's your choice. You right. can put a negative or a positive lens on it. And I try to take everything now as, all right, there's, there's some kind of lesson in here that I can learn from. Like it sucks right now. It's super painful. I freaking hate it. But like, what can I learn from this? Mm -hmm. And like trying to take every opportunity in every situation I'm in. And instead of like being frustrated and trying to forget it for the rest of my life, trying to sift through it, uh, analyze it and go, all right, there's something in here that I'm not happy with. And there's something that I can learn from. And that's, that was a huge transition for me too, is trying to look at every situation and trying to take something away from it. So yeah, it sounds like a, like a silver lining, right? In every situation type of deal, right? Yeah. But I assure you, and I, I feel like I've told you this before recently, but like I am the laziest piece of shit. And the reason why I'm trying to do as much as I do is right. because I know that lazy piece of shit is waiting right behind the corner, yeah. begging for any excuse to sit on the couch and do absolutely nothing all day. And this past week I was pretty bad with it. He's like sitting there waiting because I'm kind of like stuck in a little bit of a rut. Mm. And I'm like trying to just keep my feet, feet moving because mm -hmm. something's going to come along. I'm going to be super interested in and I'm going to get that momentum back. But like right now, I'm just unsure of what direction I want to do moving mm. forward. So I'm trying to just like grasp at anything just to keep moving. Because sure. as soon as you stop, it's really hard to. And a perfect example is, is like uh, it's very hard to put into motion something that's not moving. Sure. But it's right. really easy to keep something moving that's already moving. Yeah, so right. it's like I, even if I'm not moving in the right direction, just keep fucking moving. And then eventually I'll catch traction on the right direction I'm supposed to go. Right. Yeah. It's like, a, you know, an object, an object in motion stays oh, in motion. Stays in motion. Right. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was trying to correct your quote on it. And I forgot it myself. But, <laughs> but that, I mean, you sound exactly like, um, oh, who's the guy? Um, you get who's going to carry the boats guy. I don't know why I'm forgetting. Oh, him. David Goggins. Yeah. I mean, like, I know David Goggins well, or, you know, like his stuff well. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember his name for a second. But he's like, yeah, he's like, People think I'm some kind of superhuman for the shit that I do. He's like, I hate doing this. I wake up, I stare at my my shoes, my running shoes for 15 minutes before I put them on, right? I think that's a good perspective for other people looking in, right? Because people always, oh, well, he can do that because of X, Y, Z, right? I can't do that because of my situation type of deal. But that guy's like epitome of perseverance. And he's like, fuck, man, I hate yeah. this shit too. I don't want to do it at all. The well, military like must give you an interesting perspective on things, right? You talked about Jocko before. Is anybody going to die if you don't send out these emails or do something like that, right? Nobody's going to do that. When I think about it, that you said it in a freeing way, right? Like if nobody's going to die, relax, keep on chipping away at it type of deal. But for me, that sounds like fuel for procrastination, right? If I don't need to do this and nothing bad or nothing seriously bad is going to happen if I don't do it, why am I even going to do it to begin with? And right, that's like where my head goes, which is bad. Like that's like a procrastinate. That's the your demon in the background saying, you know, be a lazy piece of shit and all that. Mine's like be procrastinator, right? Just procrastinate doing it because it doesn't really matter anyway. No, you're going to get by anyway. Don't worry about it. It's going to work out. Yeah, tricky. Another it. really good one, which is like right up this alley is another one from Jocko, which I also really like, which is prioritize and execute, right? Mm. Like if there was one thing that you could get done, like you couldn't do anything, but you had to get one thing that was the most important, like what would you do? And like 
you'll slowly start to find that all of this other stupid bullshit that keeps piling up, it's just like, yeah, it doesn't matter, right? Like, and if it did matter, someone would keep bothering me about it. And then I would realize that it's important. That's true. But it's just like, if you could get like, and I try to do this, like one to three things, if like, I could only get those three things done, like, what would they be? And if there was one of those three things that would make the other two things easier to get done, like, what would that be? And like being able to just build that really good priority list and just chip away at it. And I, I, I strongly believe that like I get way more done at work just because I'm able to prioritize and execute all of the actions that I need to do. So like most people have no fucking clue what they're doing. They'll come in, they'll read yeah. their emails, they'll bullshit, they'll go to the water cooler, they'll look at their phone, maybe they'll type up half an email, get distracted, go to the water cooler, fuck around again, and then come back and then they'll finish the rest of the email. And before they know it, it's two o'clock in the afternoon where yeah. I got six emails done by eight o'clock in the morning and they were still sleeping in bed. So it's just like, I, I get way more done just because I'm able to prioritize like what actually is important, what needs to get done. And mm. then just hammering that out. And even if I just did three, three things every single day, like that's more than most of the people in the fucking office. They just sit there and twiddle their thumbs and try to look for any excuse not to do their work. Isn't that sad? I mean, it is. I mean I've had a couple of days like that, right? Like we've all like been in a slump and a type of deal and like nothing happens. You know what I mean? Like it's so easy I've had this conversation with some of my other like corporate America type of friends. It's like really easy to get by that. So like, even when you just show a little bit of, I don't know what, like excellence in a type of degree, right. That goes so far often. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, I've, that's really been a change of frame from when I was younger, or, you know, college or something like that, looking out at, the career world and it's like are these guys who are killing it and killing it in like a respectable way right not like you know running a multi-billion dollar company stuff like that but like killing it like you know making a couple hundred thousand dollars or seemingly i'm like they must work so hard and in reality they a lot of them might not even be right a lot of them might have just slightly above mediocrity you know mediocre effort their way into that type of deal. Yeah, I feel like Alex Hermosi talks about it a lot, which is like the core principle behind the 80-20 principle, which I mm -hmm. recommend it to you. You should for sure read it. But he basically says like, it's not that rich people are working 100,000 times harder than you. Mm -hmm. It's just they leverage their opportunities 100,000 times more than you do. So yeah. like when they're when you're taking one step, they're taking one step, but it's three times the steps like the distance that you take. Mm. So they're just making more of their time and like making more of their opportunities. They're getting more from it. Yeah. And I'm like, that that's really what they're doing, right? Because they they know, and it's like, it's almost like watching like a black belt in jujitsu, right? Going mm. against like a, a novice, like white belt or something. It's like the white belt doesn't know where to apply the pressure. So mm. he's working six times as hard. Whereas the black belt doesn't even mm. need to try and they'll go in and put the pressure in the right spot so that you can't move and make you submit. They just know where to apply the pressure correctly. Yeah. And that's what gives them the best bang for their buck because they're leveraging every situation because they know how to leverage it. Yeah, the power of leverage. I explained that really good. That <laughs> hopefully, good. That, hopefully that clicked in your head. <laughs> yeah. Not that you needed it, but I did a really good job of saying No, that was good. You should, you should clip that. Yeah. Uh, that was probably only like, 20 seconds too so um where yeah, i think about that a lot is like yeah. just trying to like leverage situations the most that i can and trying to find like 
where you have leverage. That's probably the harder part because (laughs) a lot of times you don't realize till afterwards where you actually have the leverage. But I mean, if you do it enough times, like you catch on to patterns and you go, oh, I remember this from last time. Like this is where I have the leverage. I was just about to ask, where do you have the leverage in your life? Like if you can pick out run like right now when you're, you know, today, Ryan, where are you either applying leverage currently or where could you apply leverage? Hmm. This is a good question. So where I'm applying leverage currently and taking the most of it is optimizing my mornings. So Mm. like I have my morning routine, like really dialed in and because I had those lead dominoes set up and I know what lead dominoes I need to knock over for me to have a really productive day. Mm-hmm. I just make sure that every single morning is exactly the same because even if I'm having a bad day, which we've talked about before, like yeah. doing these same things over and over again will make me more likely to be productive. Whereas if I don't do them, I'm, I'm useless. And mm-hmm. then that lazy piece of shit that's hiding behind me in the corner is going to come out and make sure that I don't do anything. So it's like making sure that my morning routine is really squared away. Getting to the gym and doing something really fucking hard first thing in the morning, I think is like ir- unreplaceable. Yeah. And I've noticed it a lot of times that when I get in there and I just like push myself to my limits, like not even awake yet, it kind of just like sets a tempo for the day. And I'm just ready to fucking crush whatever comes my way, where if I kind of take my time and drag my feet a little bit, I don't have that same momentum. So I don't yeah. have that same energy throughout the day. But another thing that I was honestly thinking about writing about today that I do pretty good is like my sleep. I take really good care of my sleep. I protect my sleep. I make sure I track it and I try to make sure that I'm really stingy with my sleep. And I was just listening to someone not that long ago on a podcast talk about how like, I think it was Brian Johnson. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you looked into him, but he's the guy who's trying to lift the 200. He's like 48 and he's like, uh, see like the uh, MNM guy. You know, I'm not sure. Like this one like um, supplement that's like really coming up on the craze right now. It's, it's an abbreviation like that. What's his name? Brian Johnson? Yeah, Brian Johnson. Johnson. But uh, he's trying to lift till he's like 200 and he like <laughs> basically yeah. starves his body. He takes like 300 pills a day or some shit. But he was just like, I if you won't let me like leave and get my sleep and don't respect my sleep cycle, he's just like, yeah. I will not hang out with you. So he was like, everyone that I hang out with now like knows I only hang out early. And if they're trying to intrude on my sleep, like I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to see you. So if you want to hang out, it needs to be early when I'm actually functioning during the day. Yeah. And I was just like, I like that. Yeah. Because for so long, and I feel like that's why like I'm getting in a really good groove now and like accomplishing a lot, or at least I feel like I'm accomplishing a lot, even though I might not be accomplishing anything. But uh, like for most of my early 20s, like I went out and partied every single weekend, and never fucking slept. So it's like, not only does alcohol fuck your sleep up, but when you stay out till four o'clock in the morning, like that compounds over time. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's really, I mean, even now, like two weekends ago, I went to a wedding and I stayed up until like two or three o'clock in the morning, got like pretty banged up. And it took me like four or five days to recover from that. Yeah. Granted, I'm an old bastard now, so (laughs) it does take me longer. It's the sleep though, man. The yeah, sleep. I've just gotten so good at the sleep. And I really try to put a lot of effort into making sure that like, which is harder with Alexa because a lot of times she wants to stay up and yeah. do things and go out. So it's like hard on the social life. But like personally, I, there's you can't replace it. There's nothing better. There's nothing better than waking up after a really good night's sleep, super well recovered, and then going to the gym. Like I love it. And if yeah. I could feel that way every single day for the rest of my life, I would try to do that. So I really try to be stingy with that. 
I mean, I, I'm so jealous of your ability to sleep. We've talked about how like I am, I'm bad at sleeping. Um, and I've been trying to do things to correct it. I found some things that have helped me out. Like definitely going to sleep by a certain time is key. Like if I, if I go to sleep really anytime after, I mean, anytime after 11 o'clock, I'm screwed. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's basically a sunk cost. Anything after 11, 11 30 is the same thing as one 30 basically. Um, but if I'm asleep by 10 o'clock, that's when I've gotten good sleep. Like I've actually woken up pretty well from that. That, so like the timing of sleep, um, the nasal strips, those have actually been helping me out a good a good bit. Yeah, well, you went and got a sleep study done, right? Yeah. Is that what they recommended, getting a little nasal strip? No, nah, they didn't recommend it specifically, but they said that I probably have, you know um, – blockages you know in my nasal cap but in my i've had an ear nose and throat doctor tell me that i have a deviated septum before too which is you know a factor within that and then you know partners of mine have said that you know you have like sleep apnea right you'll be sleeping and then you'll stop breathing and kind of wake yourself up and go back to sleep again and my nose is like often stuffy especially right before bed so i'm like all right if i can improve that maybe that'll help out um i haven't tried mouth taping yet but i want to do that but this, the sleep study that I was doing, you know, they affirmed that I had like a mild case of, of sleep apnea um, and I was going to get a mouthpiece from them. But then I just started kind of sleeping better. Um, so I didn't pull the trigger on it. It was like a few grand type of deal. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, yeah, like those when I do those things well, like if I and like weed, like if I like if I'm smoking weed more than a couple of times a week, my sleep goes to shit like a hundred percent everybody thinks that it helps them sleep but it doesn't it makes it worse yeah no i i don't do that but i know huberman talked about how like if you smoke or do edibles or anything with thc he was just like yeah it'll make you go to sleep better but like you won't go into deep rem sleep like you should so you won't wake up feeling recovered and i thought that was one thing interesting about like drinking alcohol too he was just like you won't go into rem sleep until all the alcohol is processed out of your body so wow. he's just like, yeah. So he was just like, if you have one drink and you normally go to sleep at 10 o'clock, yeah. he was just like, if you normally go into REM sleep at 1030, he was just like, it potentially won't go, you won't go into REM sleep until like 12 o'clock till it's yeah. like all out of your system. Yeah. I'm huh. like, man, that, that's a huge fucking difference, huge. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's massive. So yeah, I've been trying to stay away from that. I mean, obviously like stopping drinking has been a yeah. huge thing because like I just get into such a lethargic state when I drink and I just can't do anything like today. Like me and the one guy from work went and grabbed a cheeseburger and a beer at this restaurant. And then yeah. I came home and I like got home and usually I'd have a lot of energy, want to do a lot of things and like yeah. read and do all my shit. And I got home and I'm just like, ow, <laughs> I had to take a nap and I was so freaking tired. So it's crazy what one, one drink does. It's, it's totally, you know, they've always told me, right. And they always say that alcohol is a depressant, right. And I mean, college and stuff, I never thought that way because I'm like, when I'm drinking, like I'm getting fucking amped up, right? I'm going out and, you know, doing doing those kind of things. But that's always having several drinks, right? Yep. But if I have just one drink, just like what you said, right? And I've done that over the past two weeks, right? I just meet a buddy at a bar, have a beer and a burger. I'm done. I'm like, it's six o'clock. I can go home, (laughs) sit in bed for an hour and then just go to sleep, right? Or take a nap for two hours, right? 
it's just crazy how it has such an effect like that. It's just a small thing. It's wild. Yeah, well, they say it's a depressant, right? Yeah. And it's just like I've noticed, and I feel like that's what my hangover is. It like takes me so long to get out of that like depressive oh, state well, where I just yeah. want to sit around and not do anything. Yeah. But like I force myself really hard to just get right back on track and get in the gym and start working out again. Yeah. Getting back in that groove is so important, but it's it's fucking but hard. Still, to do. it's like working against it, right? Yep. Like you're like it's still there. Like you're it's still there. You're just putting enough force behind it or counter it to uh, to still make some progress, right? Still do the things that you're doing. Yeah, I just have like such clarity in mind when I don't drink. Yeah, like, I just have these like awesome ideas, and then like not only do I have these ideas, but I have this like awesome ambition to like mm. and drive to like move yeah. towards them. Whereas sure. if I have if I drink and get like, like super banged up, like I lose that for like a week or two. It just yeah. sucks. It's like, that's why it's like, it's not worth it because I, at least my thinking, and I was talking about this with a couple of guys in the sauna the other day, we were all yeah. saying like, Oh, you know, like drinking, like trying to get away from it. Like it sucks. And uh, I forget where I was going with this, but it was, it was basically cool. like uh, we pulled out a shooter, just like drink. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hell yeah, no, it, cheers to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we weren't pulling out shooters in the sun. No, that's good. It was, uh, yeah. it was very high. It was brutal, but we only had pockets anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we uh, basically just talking about how, like, when you drink, you just like lose drive to do freaking anything, and yeah. it's better like not drinking it and staying away from it than to actually drink and. Yeah, it's just been like eye opening that so many people are starting to realize like drinking, although it's fun, like you do so many stupid shit when you drink. Like you, yeah. get, you usually do so much dumb stuff and then it fucks up your drive and ambition for so many days afterwards. I don't know. So I mean, I love it. Well, man, it's because it's, it is societally programmed into us, right? Yep. And just like with friends aspects of it, right? You know, like when, you know, go to do something with a friend. There's, it's surrounded or based uh, in drinking, right? Yep. Most of the, most of the activities. So it begs the question. I, mean, I was just doing this. I was trying to set up plans on Sunday um, with some friends, right? So I'm like, all right, what are the options? What could we do? All right, well, the FedEx Cup is on, right? For golf, we could watch that. Well, what are we gonna do? Just sit there and watch it? Ha. Huh. Yep. You know. The old, uh... The old thing everyone goes back to. We're you supposed to just sit around and not drink, right? That's like the kind of <laughs> aspect of it, right? And then, like, do we just watch at each other's house? You know, want somebody's place? Oh, well, that seems like not the environment, you know, in an energizing or worthwhile environment. So, all right, well, where do we go from there? All right, we go to a bar, right? And then you're at a bar, then you drink, type of deal. Well, that's my problem is when I go because, like, we sat down at the bar, right, and I ordered food. Yeah. And I just have, and I got to break out of this and I realized I did it today, but I have this weird thing in my head where if I sit at a bar, I need to at least get a beer because I feel weird sitting at a bar and not getting a beer. Like who sets a bar and gets a water? The yeah. weird story I have in my fucking head. I got to throw that one out because yeah, I had that beer and then came home and did nothing, <laughs> which like frustrates me because I know what I'm doing and I know I did it. I know I did it. I'm aware yeah. that I'm doing it. And like, exactly. I couldn't stop myself. Oh, yeah, brutal. Right. That's brutal. Fucking brutal. <laughs> and then there's like a difference, right? So is it, which one is more detrimental a single beer at a you know post-work meetup type of thing or a night out drinking you know like a bender so it's like the question right like a casual drinker or 
an aggressive binge drinker, right? Yeah, I, th- I think I have an answer for that one. I think it's it's uh, like frequency. Because it's like, listen, hang, getting together with the boys, hanging out, and having a rowdy night, and getting yeah. super banged up, it's fine. If you do it a couple times a year, like, no big deal, right? Like, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Drinking, you bond with people, right? Yeah. There's no way around it. You you loosen up. You have conversations and talk about things that you normally wouldn't, right? You do do some stupid stuff, which is almost like a form of camaraderie. Yeah, it because is. Because you're right. doing stupid shit. But, I mean, it's just like, listen, I if I did that a couple times a summer with my friends and, like, we like bonded and had a really good time. Like I'm all for it, but like I, back in the day would do it every single weekend. And it's just like, you can't progress with your life if you're just getting fucking wasted every single weekend. It's just, yeah, I think it's it's self-explanatory. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I gotta figure out, I gotta figure out non-drinking based things to do. Especially it's hard because our entire society is built around drinking. So it is, it is hard to break out of it. But I mean, that's why it's like, I, I love going to the gym because I almost have like my gym friends at this point where yeah. like I see them every day at the gym and we're all like super ambitious. We're all psychopaths and we're there at five o'clock yeah, in the morning, fun. no sense or butts. <laughs> and like, like we get after each other, like, Oh, right. what's it? How can you came in 20 minutes late today? What's going yeah. on? You slacking? You're not trying to work out today. Right. And like, we're chippy. We get after each other, but it's just like, I, I love going there and seeing them because we're all aligned that like, we're there to like kick our kick ass, our ass and mm-hmm. get better. And I feel like I just don't have that with other people because for them, it's just like, hey, like if I asked any of them, like, hey, do you want to go like swimming or you want to go ride a bike or like join this race? Most of them would be like, yeah, let's fucking do it. But I feel like if I asked like our group of friends, it'd be like, no, I'd rather just sit on a couch, drink beer. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like we could still do that, but like we could go like ride bikes or go for a run. And that's why I'm really trying to do like the triathlon. Because I feel like it's an activity where you can bond with people and you're not like you can still drink beer afterwards, but like you're doing something active and then rewarding yourself. Right. And then like bond through the misery of it aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, listen, misery is a great way to bond. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's true. It's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, What did I do? I did. uh, When is that? So I was going to do the AC one was supposed to be this weekend. Oh, but really? I didn't want to do it. Yeah, because the one guy at the gym was saying that, like, it's shitty. It's not well organized. And, I don't know. Like, it's not a good one for you to do on your first one. So yeah. I took of his advice. And he also said it's, like, really expensive and it's not worth it. Mm. Honestly, that race was, like, $250. I'm like, for a really? triathlon? Crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, screw it. So uh, I'm doing one September 19th in LBI. Oh, sweet. Cool. Yeah. It was, like, 100 bucks. Super pumped. I'm really excited. And I told you, like, biking, no problem. Running. Yeah. What did I do? Today I just ran I ran two miles. I did like eight thirty pace for the first one and then yeah. seven forty pace for the second one. So I was you, moving. I'm not worried yeah, about I feel the like run. Running you're solid at running. You've always ran. Yeah, I'm got no problem with running. And then for the swim, I did a lot of abs. I did I like killed myself on the stairmaster today. Yeah. But uh and then I hopped in the pool. But I ended up because I, I timed myself, I finally figured out how to work my watch, which <laughs> I'd never apparently used my watch before. So yeah, learned how to program it for swimming. But yeah, I did uh, 200 meters in four minutes. I was pretty stoked. That's that's like that fast. I have no idea. It's a decent pace, to be honest yeah. with you. Cool. For it's like an intermediate pace. I remember I went and I was trying to look up like what's a good time for 400 meters. Right. And it was saying like for the average swimmer like 12 minutes. For an intermediate swimmer, it's eight minutes. And then for an advanced swimmer, it's like six minutes. And wait, and you did four minutes. 
for 200 meters. Oh, okay. Sorry. I did four minutes. So times two. Yeah. yeah. Probably around like eight or nine. Yeah. 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 Maybe around there. Um, but yeah, that's the only thing I'm worried about is just getting that swim in. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited, man. I, uh, the, the one guy at the gym is going to give me his bike too. So I'm going to borrow his oh, bike. Cool. He has like a that proper sounds... road bike. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So yeah, I'm really pumped up. I can't fucking wait. <laughs> yeah. It's, so cool. it's only a few weeks away, right? Yeah. It's coming up quick. It's like I'm a month away. Right, month away. Yeah. Is anybody doing it with you? Like at the gym that you were just talking about? I'm trying to get Mike to do it with me. Yeah. Who, he doesn't have a pool to swim in. I don't know. Mike at current state can do that. He's a little. He'd be fine running and biking. It's just a swim. I don't think he could yeah, swim. Okay. He he's, a lot, yeah, swim. He's, a, he's a big boy these days. He's uh, he's quite large. He's, he's, you know, <laughs> I'm going to have to edit this out. Volleyball. I know. I feel bad. <laughs> I don't like, I don't mean it. Like he's not like, he's not like fat, but he's just bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like Mike's been big in boy. really good shape before. You know yes. Yes. I mean? So, I mean, he's got two kids and a wife. Oh, I get it. I'm not saying that there is a, there's no reason for him to be the way he is. You know, yeah. It must be tough. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah, basically... I mean, anyway, God. I would love to get, like, more of my friends to do, like, active shit. Just yeah. no one does anything. Yeah, your, and it's just, know, like, your friend group's not like that. Anytime we tr- we get together, it's just like, let's sit around and drink beer. It's yeah. either play golf or sit around and drink beer. And, yeah, yeah. it just kills me because it's like there's so many other activities we could do. Right. And we just don't do it. My one friend um, down in Philly is right, well, probably one of my – well, he's definitely one of my closest friends. Might be my closest friend down there. Um, they have a membership. Him and his wife have a membership at a gym. It's a lot like yours. Um, but it's got, like, squash courts in it too. So I visited him one time, and we did that, which was a fucking blast. So I really want my shoulder to get fixed so that I could do that. And I'm like, all right, cool. We can, like, you know – go and do that during the day rather than going and drinking in a, a bar watching soccer or something like that as the only activity or Sunday, especially, right. Instead of just watching football, we go do an activity like that. Um, but then the winter, I'd love, happens, right. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Win, winter's a tricky one. I was going to say, I'd love to like play pickleball because everyone's yeah. been playing fucking pickleball. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. I've never played it before. You never played it it super all? interesting. Oh, yeah. Nope. No, I'd like to play it. It's like uh, basically tiny tennis, right? Yeah, it's basically that. It's like an in, you know, in between tennis and um, ping pong. Ping pong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it looks super cool. It looks super fun. It, it looks you're active, running around, doing a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, I mean, besides that, it's like, what other? I'm trying to think of other activities you could do. I don't know. Got, like really? obviously, love golf, but like golf's yeah, more or less revolves around drinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I mean, it's really easy to drink with that. I played with these three guys though. There's one guy through my dad. Um, he hit me up a, a week or two ago to play, and he's like a good player. And then he had two guys that were good players too. And like you know, nobody drank, nobody smoked. We played like pure golf. Good and golf. Then, yeah, and, and everybody walked too. So we got I got oh. to walk the whole eighteen. Um, we played Howell, and that was great. Nice. Dude, I was like, that was optimal. Played a great round. I shot an 81. Everybody else shot like an 82 or stuff like that too. So I think like you get like a group like that, people are like down to play. Even when I played with my dad, we didn't really drink that much. We're like there to play golf type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to transition to that that. more and more lately. Yeah. Tom's done that recently because he stopped drinking. Yeah. That's uh, that aspect of it. But I mean, like, you know, he would be really focused on the golf mm -hmm. and then, you know, not the ancillary things. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. I haven't played with him that much this year. He's just been so busy with the house and the yeah. kid. And yeah, I've reached out to him and, a couple of times, too. He, he hasn't been able to. I've just been so high. I just don't think he wants to go out. <laughs> I think so, right? I mean, he's barely ever showed up to volleyball, you know? Yeah, he. I think he came once when I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I don't remember seeing him another time. Which, tonight, we might get uh, rained out. It's tomorrow. Rain tomorrow. Yeah. Did I say tonight? I meant tomorrow. Is it supposed to rain yeah. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, volleyball's been great, man. That's like, this is exactly what I want, where like we're doing an activity. Yeah, 100%. And having a good time. We got yeah. all the guys together. We're fucking playing volleyball on the beach. I love yeah. the beach, so it's like an excuse to get out of the house once a week and get to the beach, which really uh-huh. gets me fired up. Yeah. So I just... I just wish I lived closer, but I don't live close enough. Yeah, I know. Oh, man, I, I'm I'm going to feel that, too, when I move to Philly, you know, being that far away. But that's, I don't know. that's an hour, hour 15, about type of deal. So it's definitely a trip. But the other thing is, I got, you know, it's not like I don't have somewhere to live I mean, or sleep. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll drive back, even for our volleyball rights, you know, I'll drive back and spend the night type of deal. But um, yeah, so volleyball is great with that. I was I was listing out like weekly league things to do that are active. That bowling came to mind. It's not like super active, but it's like you know something, something. to do. You know what I mean? Not just sitting type of deal. But it'd be really easy to drink with that, right? Um, tennis. Yeah, winter winter time's the harder one because it's yeah, like what do you tough. do during the winter yeah. if you don't live next to a mountain? What do you do? No man. Yeah, I know. Really don't know. Work out. <laughs> that's yeah, really. Just fucking like work out like crazy. Just lift. That's a fun lift. workout time though, too, because you could like bulk. Bulk. Yeah, just eat, mm-hmm. and then you get so much stronger yep. during the time. It's like, yep, it's, it's amazing. It's so yeah, well, that's actually a good segue. So the one guy from the gym, yeah, he was saying that he might do a powerlifting competition. Oh, I think cool. it was October 29th. Sweet. And I was just like, if you sign up, I have a workout. I was yeah. like, I can, I'll, I'll do it with you. And I was like, it would be perfect because the race is September 19th. Yeah. And I was just like, that'd be perfect because I would be in my strength block right around there. So right after that race, I would just go into my peak block and it would like end up working out perfectly with that. I would be peaking right mm. at the time of the powerlifting competition. So I'm like, I could do both if you want to. When you say uh, it was October he, something, right? October 29th. Yeah. Pretty good. It does. That's work, what I'm saying. Work out pretty well, you know? Yeah, because I already yeah. started doing it. Yeah, like sorry. my workout. I gotta send me my workout. I've been yeah, working on it and tweaking it. it. Yeah. Um, because I, I made it really convenient where it has like all of the lifts, all of the workouts, all of the yeah. accessory movements. You plug in your max lifts and it calculates like all your workouts for every single week. Oh, what is it like an Excel or something? Yeah, it's an Excel spreadsheet. Cool. Yeah, I put a lot of like time and effort into building it. It came out pretty you, good. You should yeah, sell it. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm playing around with the idea of like how to implement it. I've been brushing it up, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm unsure of how exactly to do it, but I've been toying with that idea. Yeah. I have an idea for, yeah, my, my website, which I can tell you later about, but, uh, okay. I, I have some really good ideas for that. Cool. I've been putting a lot of time and energy and like, cause that's where I got stuck is like, where do I want to segue like oh, my sorry. brand and like, mm-hmm. what do I want to do? And. Which I think here, this is this is probably a, a good spot because I did want to ask you about this. So okay. it's just like you've seen everything I've been doing with right. like unrelenting pressure in my brand, right? And I've kind of gone 
in a thousand different directions at this point, which I still think is useful yeah. because all of all of those skills I feel like build into the bigger picture. Yeah. But like I haven't stuck with anything and like followed through in one specific aspect for a mm. uh, like extended period of time. Okay. Give me your give me your like rough assessment of does it seem like I'm like flailing going in too many like opposing directions and not getting anything done and spinning in the the same place? Or do you feel like I'm making progress? I'm just thinking. Uh, I know. Take your time. It was a loaded question for sure. I was hoping that you would shit on me and just give it to me real. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm just giving it, you know, intentional thought. That's all. Mm -hmm. It's going to be saved on the interwebs forever. What do you say? So it's going to be saved on the interwebs forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think that you've gone in that many directions. You know, I see it as maybe three, three channels, I guess. So like one would be your professional career, right? Mm -hmm. And like what you're doing in your, I would say like standard, like corporate-ish professional career, like that world. Yeah. There's one channel of it. Um, another is, and I, I don't know. I don't I feel like they're not that separate. It's kind of only two. Um, your brand, right? And then like within the brand, there are multiple avenues that you've been exploring to promote that brand. But it's all, those are all subsets of the brand, right? So like you have unrelenting pressure. You have the website itself and the blogging that you've done underneath it. And then your social media stuff, right? Which is just multiple platforms, but it's all social media, right? That doesn't seem like you're split too many different ways to me. Um, and I think you've made progress in, in all of the areas. I guess maybe self-development would be the third one then, right? Like yeah. your book reading and you know stuff like that. Um, you've definitely made progress there, right? You're still slamming books, right? You're still slamming books. You're still consuming books, I should say, right? Like you're actually retaining the information uh, and putting them into practice too. So, I mean, you're definitely progressing there hundred percent, um, work wise or, you know, professional wise for sure. You know, I think maybe you were stagnant for a little bit of time with the old job, right. And just like continuing to doing that, but, you know, leveraging the extra time that you have into your other avenues and you're still doing a killer job at that job too. So it's, I just wouldn't say it's necessarily progressing because you haven't had the opportunity or scoped out the opportunity to move on to the next thing professionally um, until recently, right? So recently you've identified the Colgate job and put out your resumes and stuff like that. So that's still progress, right? Like you're moving towards a different flag professionally. And then the brand aspect of it, you've just been learning, you know, I think putting out content and stuff like that, but in the process, learning how to do so appropriately. Uh, So, I mean, that's all progress for sure. If you feel like you haven't been progressing in the brand side of things, I could maybe see you thinking that just because it hasn't had as much traction as you would hope for. Um, but I think you're doing the right things. 
maybe it's a moment or an opportunity for you to reassess where you've invested the subset time within that, right? Amongst the time that you've put towards the brand, where you're devoting your energy within that, right? Should you move the dial around and put more on the blog side and do more blog stuff, do more stuff on specific social channels? I mean, you could reassess that part of it. I don't think that would be a bad idea, but I don't think you've been necessarily stagnant, just maybe slow progress, slower progress on that as compared to the other two pillars that you've been really focused on. Yeah, and thank you. I do think that that was helpful. But yeah, that's kind of what I was saying. It's like when I originally like came up with this idea, like I originally started it doing like YouTube. I wanted to do YouTube super right. hard. And then I kind of hit a wall where like YouTube was a, I, I wasn't good at it. Uh, I wasn't like well-versed with cameras and right. editing and like writing my script and having that whole creative like process thought out. So right. then I kind of transitioned to like TikTok and I was doing the TikTok videos, which were like smaller, shorter, like not high production, just like yeah. super quick little things. Right. And then I kind of transitioned to like Instagram where I was also doing Instagram at the same time. Mm -hmm. But same thing with that. It's just like I being one person trying to do all those things is like a difficult undertaking. I tried yeah. to look at it as if I did eventually build this company out, like they would all be skills that I would need to know and I would need to learn how to do yeah. all of this creative marketing too. Right. And then I also kind of got the idea of the website where I would start to like build the website out as like a place that people could go to and I would have my blog and stuff on there. Right. And then same thing with that, like doing the blog, doing YouTube videos, doing TikTok, doing Instagram, like it's a huge workload and I'm trying to find ways so that the assets can like carry over between all of the platforms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like I haven't necessarily, I've like jumped around from one to one to one instead of staying like solely dedicated on one and trying to like really learn that system all the way through and make progress on it. So that's where I feel like I'm like at a crossroads right now. Cause I keep like, and it's funny cause like I keep like push and then I'll push and then I'll push and then I'll push and then I'll go like go back. And every single time I go back, I'll like explore a little bit more. But to that point, I feel like I'm getting anxiety, like we talked about last time, because it's like I'm making progress on all of them, but I feel like I'm wasting my time because I'm not choosing the highest leverage one, but I don't know what the highest leverage one is. So I'm kind of just like grasping at straws to try and see which one will get the most traction. Right. right. And I feel like that's where like Gary Vanderchuk talks about patience. He's like, just put the work in. Yeah. He's just like, it'll all come to fruition as long as you just work really hard and put the, the hard work in. So like, I don't understand why people have like anxiety and they feel like they're being left behind. Like you have plenty of time, motherfucker. Like, you're yeah. young. You know what I mean? Right. But it's like to that same extent though, it's just like if you kept trying to do all of these things and you weren't making progress, it's just like, number one, are you really good enough? Or number two, are you focusing on the right things? Right. And it's just like, those are two really good questions to come back to. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, well, if you're not really good at it, is it worth your time trying to do it? And then number two is, well, if it's really not worth your time and energy, like diving into it, like, shouldn't you just go and choose something else that maybe you're better at, you're naturally right. talented at, and like, you'll get more traction that way. So it's like, interesting, because I go down that road, where it's just like, maybe I'm not good at this, maybe like, I could be better suited doing something else, or I should try to find a higher leverage activity. Mm -hmm. And then it flips back to the other side, where it's just like, you ha just have to keep trying, and you'll find your way eventually, as long as yeah. you try long enough. So it's this battle of going back and forth between like, you just have to keep after it, keep consistent and like keep trying. And then the other side is, is like, you need to also, while you're doing that, find where your highest leverage is. Yeah.
Yeah, you got to be cognizant of like, when is it, am I at the point in time where I've tried long enough and it's time to reevaluate, to evaluate yep. if it's time to move on to something else, right, type of deal. I get that feeling. Yep. And I get the um, the clash of those two, right? I don't think there's an answer about when is enough time, right? I think you got to kind of know that for yourself type of deal. If you feel like you've really explored as much as you want to have explored down in a, a specific initiative, I'd say. For me, I don't think that you're at that point of like, you know, time to shudder unrelenting pressure by any means. I don't, you know, just overall time-wise, I don't think you're there um, to call it on that. It may be, it's an opportunity for you to concentrate the effort of that to a lesser amount of avenues. You know what I mean? Like, so like if you're, if you have five channels within the brand, right? Well, let's say, you know, podcasting, blogging, TikTok, Instagram, maybe there's another one that I'm not thinking of. Um, YouTube. YouTube. I was trying to do that. Right. Right. Maybe those, maybe those are the five. I don't think there's any more than that, that you've been working on. Um, maybe you consolidate that, right? Like if you, I mean, I really think what you've been doing with trying to find a way to connect as much of those as possible. Right. I feel like there's a way to do that with TikTok and Instagram at least. Um, then you can combine that effort and it's more leveraged and efficient effort, right? You don't have to give up one or the other, but, um, you know, it's still like, it's still a unique pathway, right? Like it's still the short clips and all that. That is something unique to itself. Podcasting or, um, blogging doesn't replace that type of deal. It would just be an alternate route type of aspect of it. I mean, there's the idea of, of delegating, right. And like, trying to hire somebody to do some of that more money, more uh, transactional activity for you. Um, that would optimize your time, right? It just depends on whether or not you want to invest that way. Right. I think up until now, right. You've been investing your time, right? I think that's been your biggest leverage point has been, you have a lot of time or you have more time because of the flexibility of your job. Right. And you've been putting, you've been investing pieces of that into the, all the different avenues, but maybe you're at a point where you got to go beyond that now and not just invest time, but invest resources to be able to do everything, right? If that is what you want to do, right? So maybe just reflect on that piece. Yeah, no, I think that's a good observation. I've played around with that idea. I feel like it's like, to a point, it's like, if you don't have skin in the game, then it, not that it's like all for not, but it's just like there's less consequence if you stop doing it, right? Yeah. But I feel like like I would definitely transition to delegating that work if I got like some kind of income stream through it. But I just don't think right. I figured out like how to generate that income. So yeah, a lot of times it's like I'm trying to keep up with consistency. Gary Vanderchuk talks about like, oh, put out 30 pieces of content a day. And right. it's just like he does make it sound easy, but it's just like when you're trying to like build a brand and like stay true to the message you're trying to send out, yeah, I think it's not as easy because not that I want to be selective with my words, but like I want to be consistent in my message and I do like want to put 
that like uh, powerful message out there. So it's like, I do have to be somewhat restricted because I need people to think that I'm reputable and like have that uh, kind of like consistency and congruency behind me, authenticity too. You know what I mean? Because I feel like if you're just spamming all this random shit out, it's just like, what's this guy about? What is he trying to do? I don't even. Yeah, I mean that's not your that's not your provocative and like your messaging behind yours, right? Because I feel like if you're big enough, like Gary V, he's just like, yeah, talk about anything and everything, and I feel like it. I feel like it works. I know what he would say. He's, he's like, like oh, you're saying it. It's only because of me. It's just like true to an extent, but it's just like everyone knows what he's about. So when he talks about other random shit, like you can connect to him. Yeah. But if no one knows who you are and they don't know what your message is, then they can't put your name to the message. Yeah. And it's like it gets your brand gets diluted. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Um, I would say I challenge you to do the thing smarter than right. Find ways to do the things that you're already doing but more efficiently. Yeah. Right. And that, that could be multiple things. That could be the delegating, like we talked about, that could be an AI software that's out there that we don't know about you or I that know about that can streamline that stuff for you. Right. I'm sure there is at least some automation out there that you could apply to any of your activities, right. Not just the social side, maybe the other stuff too, that could save you some resources, right. Save you some time on that. Um, so maybe that's what you do. Maybe you carve out some of those, something from those three and devote it towards that so that you can improve all the rest of the three. Right. So now you're not just working hard. You're trying to work smarter at the same time. I'm sure leverage, leverage my time and my resources. No, I think that that's a good observation. Honestly, I think that's definitely something to, to try to figure out how to make it work. I'm trying to think it would be super convenient if there was like a, like I've thought about getting someone to like, I send them all my raw footage for YouTube right. and like they just edit it and kind of, cause I mean, editing is an art in and of itself. You can yeah. tell a story through like all of your edits yeah. and like sending it someone and just saying like, Hey, edit this and whatever they give me, just like, all right, it's good enough. Right. Yeah. I wonder if there's an AI, AI software out there that could just like edit it and splice things together and pretty come sure out halfway decent. You know, I'm pretty sure there is. There's so many things I've been, I've been going down that Avenue a little bit. Cause I'm like, not to, to shift gears, it's just a quick blurb. I'm trying to figure out ways to um, make some extra money type of deal. So I'm like, all right, yep. well, maybe I can do the, you know, um, the digital assets, right? Like planners and stuff like that and sell those things out and create social media support. You know, just trying to figure out ideas like that. So, but in doing yeah. research behind that, there's so many AI platforms out there that I didn't even know about and three hours of research into it finding things that support that kind of activity day trading there's like ai that you can get a hold of for free that can um help you really you can put it on auto and like it will trade for you throughout the day or throughout specific times under a bunch of parameters now i don't understand the code and stuff behind it right now but like that's maybe a potential that i could explore type of deal so i'm just by saying that i just mean like there's so much technology out there i'm pretty confident that you can find something that could help streamline some of the stuff that you're already doing now right yeah i mean in addition to that like you were describing like you got like four pillars within like the social and like you go to one you explore it and then you bounce to the next one you explore you keep on doing that um maybe just devote all of your time to one of those 
That's what I was thinking. Like, yeah. Really proficient at it. Right. And then skip over to another one and then become really proficient. Maybe you're just bouncing too quick on those, um, which makes sense because you want to cast like a wide net. Right. And like maybe you're hot on TikTok, but you're not hot on Instagram for some algorithmic algorithmic uh, reason, sure. <laughs> <laughs> reason, um, which is fair, but maybe you're just going too early, right? Maybe you really just got to figure out one of those first fully and then pivot to the next one type of deal. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just, it's hard as you're going through it to have like that, a uh, high level view to see yeah. everything that's going on. That's why I tried to ask for your opinion. Cause it's like, sometimes when you're stuck in it, you can't see everything and get all the information. So yeah. someone looking from the outside could go like, you dummy, like you've been running into a concrete wall. Just take a step to the left. And you're like, yeah. Oh my God, I didn't realize there was a path right here. Yeah. Right. No, hundred percent. No, it's good. Good to seek that outside. That's just what I see from the outside, man. So that, yeah. it's just my perspective, more so challenging to think about it and like general suggestions. Then I depth. And then I've noticed you hitting a wall here type of deal. I mean, are you, no. you're not, have you been writing blogs and stuff like that? So I've been putting my journals on there, but yeah, uh, yeah I have an idea that I kind of want to build the website into. So it, it, and that's what I mean. It's like, I was doing the TikTok really hard, but now I kind of have this idea to build my entire like ecosystem. And right. I think a lot of it's going to be generated off the website. So like, I kind of want to shift gears and like, almost to your point, like really focus on the website, build it out and then have everything else supplement for the website. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like the concept of it. Um, how do you get people to the website though? Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be through social media platforms, so on and so forth. Right. So, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with the build out the website so that it's like really good content once somebody lands there and like waiting to get people to land on there until you have a solid content there for them to see. Um, well, I think you just got to stay cognizant of how effective it will be to get people there. Right. Yeah. So like if you just build a really killer website, I don't know how people end up on it. You know what I mean? Like other than like word of mouth, right. Then like people just being like, Hey, I just, I don't even know. Like, you know, I tell somebody about your website and then that person tells another person type of deal. Um, I just don't know how you get scale at that level of it. Right. I mean, but, yeah, you, you could just use it as a funnel, right? Like you make a TikTok video or an Instagram post and say like, yeah. hey, if you want more of this good content, check out my website. That, that I think exactly that. Like you just use the social media as marketing, right? For Yeah, but my content. thing is, is that like I want to provide so much value, which Alex Hermosi talks about, yeah. like provide the value and show people it. And if it's good, like they'll tell other people about it. So like that's what I yeah. want to try to do is like, the website is my like funnel and focus for how I'm providing value. And right. I still distribute that through the other platforms, but it all kind of, kind of funnels back to this central location where there's just all of this value to be had Yeah, and kind of funnel people to the website to get that value. I totally agree. I mean, I've always saw it that way, honestly. Like I've always saw it as the, your unrelenting pressure um, website, which is, I think that's the anchor of your brand. Yeah. And then all of these other spokes, right. Are to get engagement to facilitate. Yeah. To the website. That's how I've always seen it for you. um, Honestly. So that makes so much sense to me. Right. I think you still need to figure out 
um, how those other, how those other facilitations work too. Right. Yep. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you got to make sure your product is hundred percent solid. You know, Alex Ramosi's philosophy is on is hundred percent accurate and applying that to your situation. I think hundred percent makes sense. Yeah, I agree too. Maybe you trim it, right? Maybe you just trim it. You're like, Hey, I'm going to focus entirely on my uh, website and the, and whatever content within there you want to focus on, right? If that's the blogging or whatever it is, right. You want to put up workouts, whatever it is, just building that out. Um, And then I'd suggest maybe just one other social, you know, and really just trying to figure it out, not necessarily Mm. or interesting solely trying to improve your brand on that, but just trying Mm -hmm. to figure that platform out itself. Right. And how how you can use it. That's, that's where my thoughts go to on that. Yeah. That's good advice. So thank you. That helps. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Yeah. I think that's a good place to wrap up though. We've been going for a pretty good chunk of time. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks buddy. Appreciate this conversation. That was fun. I know we didn't really, we started out at, you know, going down the path we did, but, but it was fun. So I appreciate, appreciate it. We time. went in a big old circle and everything connected. So I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take it easy, cool, bud. Man. See you about.